You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams. I'm a home organizer, speaker, community creator, and owner of Tidy Revival. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is a podcast not for little ears. If your kiddos are in the room, please pause now. Our podcast has an explicit rating. We're going deep on this show. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Hey, friend. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited today because I am sitting down with my pal, Frenchie Frenzy. We also met at Mom 2.0. I know everyone's like, oh, another one. Yep, another one. Because this event just brings together like the best, best people. And she's amazing. She has just like a beautiful energy. And I really, really wanted to bring her messaging to you all. So after a quick intro, we'll just dive into it. Frenchie is a business strategist and advisor who helps experts and creatives take control of their business growth without letting their businesses control their lives. Frenchie's background in scaling high growth startups informs her approach and allows her to use the principles she learned while scaling $100 million plus businesses. She is an expert in supporting service-based experts and creatives who have big ambitions and need the support to bring those to life. Welcome to the show, Frenchie. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. I know folks might be listening and thinking, wait a second, business stuff. I'm not here for business stuff. But at the end of the day, I know we basically, we do the same work because you help people declutter their businesses and their to-do lists so that they're only spending time on the essentials. I know we're going to be talking largely about businesses in this episode, but if you're not a business owner, there is still a lot that you can take away from and use in your home. So I want to encourage you to tune in. And I wanted to say that in the beginning. (laughs) Before we really dive in, can you give us the short version of your background and how you came to do the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned, I used to work in startups. I worked most recently at a startup called The Wing, which was a women's membership club. I grew The Wing from 3,000 members to 12,000 members, from four locations to 11 locations. Before that, I opened a hotel in Williamsburg. I did all of their event marketing. I opened another co-working space. So I had a lot of experience in these really big physical spaces and in scaling these larger businesses. Yeah. And in 2020, after a series of unfortunate events that were not only the pandemic, I ended up leaving my job and really having this moment of like, where do I go from here? What do I want to do with this experience that I've amassed? And I always assumed I'm just going to climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to be a VP and then I'm going to be a C-suite person, all that. As I started to think about it, one of the things that I hated about the work that I did, once I had the space to really realize it, was I hated working to help investors make so much money while I was bringing home a decent salary, but like nothing compared to what others were making. What I really started to think about was like, there are so many people who are looking to build small businesses that sustain their lives and their lifestyle, who can benefit from my experience growing and scaling these big businesses, but who don't necessarily have these billion dollar ambitions or hundred million dollar ambitions, right? But we're really just like, I want to live a really comfortable life. I want to build a business that sustains that for me. And so I really was like, wait a minute, I have all of this experience that so many small business owners never had really a chance to gather. 
let me support these smaller business owners with my skills and experience so that they can build the lifestyle that they want. I love it. So Brenchie, what do your clients have in common? And what are some of the phrases that you hear all the time when someone reaches out to you for the first time? Yeah. This is such a good question because one, this is, by the way, just quick side note, hot business tip. Any business owner, if you can figure out what that answer to that question is, you can grow a business just based on that, right? (laughs) Once you know what the biggest challenge is for people, like, there you go. But in terms of me, I think the most common phrase I hear is, I just don't know what to do next. And it sounds so simple. But I work with a lot of ambitious, hungry business owners. And most of them have a clear sense of like where they want to be in five years. But the challenge is knowing what step do I take today to bring me close to that five-year plan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to your point about decluttering, what is important to get me there and what is just a bunch of fluff that doesn't matter at all? Exactly. Exactly. I tend to see from there people are like, well, I need to get my website done and then I need to be more on Instagram and and my LinkedIn. What about TikTok and then YouTube? Should I have a YouTube channel? You know, and it starts just pile it on and on and on. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's do less. Let's think about what is the one offer that you can focus on, the one channel that you can focus on, truly one thing at a time. I love it. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. In the work that you do in the most simple of ways, how do you help people with the actual decluttering of their businesses? There's all sorts of ways, but it all starts with understanding what's the goal, right? And I think this is where the overlap between your work and my work are so clear. It's like, for you, it's like, how do you want to feel in your space, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, what do you actually want from your business? Because sometimes with businesses, right, we think that it needs to look a certain way. And I'm like, no, it needs to look the way that is necessary for you to get the results that you want, right? And Mm -hmm. I think... The number one question, and I'm actually curious to hear on your end what your approach to this is, but if I'm going through a to-do list with someone, I ask why two to three times about each item. And sometimes then people want to punch me in the face. But if it says make a reel, I'm like, why are you making a reel? And they're like, so that I can post on Instagram. And I'm like, but why are you posting on Instagram? And they're like, because I need to for my business. And I'm like, do you get clients from Instagram? And they're like, No. And then it's where are you getting clients from? And is Instagram the place for you? Right. Just to use a really vague example. So I think totally double clicking on like, why does this belong? How does this fit into the longer term plan? No, that's exactly the same thing as when I'm talking to people. The way that I find that it's really, really, really similar is that people tend to overcomplicate their systems, not because it's the thing that makes the most sense to them but because they feel like that's the way that they should be organizing it. An example I see all the time is like a a rainbow colored closet. It's beautiful, right? People have seen it on TV and they love it and they think it's so great, but it could be really hard for them to keep up with. And it gets to the point of what is the point? Is it something that brings you immense joy and therefore you want to keep up with it? Then that's a great reason to do it. Do you want me to do it because you feel like the experience of having an organizer isn't complete until I leave you with a rainbow closet? You know what? That's also a 
totally fine answer. Is it because you saw it on TV and you think that that's the only way to organize? That's not the best reason. Because if it's not something that you're going to keep up with and that you have no desire to keep up with and is too complicated, then maybe we could just simplify things. Yeah. I have a question for you that's kind of tied to all of this. It's like, how much does people's sense of identity or perceived identity come into it? And what I'm thinking is I can see myself having a moment one day where I'm like, every good mom has an air fryer, but really it's just taking up counter space. And I'm curious, in your world, do you see that? Because I definitely see a lot of arbitrary rules that people are facing around their businesses, right? Like every good business owner has a full website or every good business owner is writing blog posts. So do you see similar parallels? Oh, totally. Especially with what you were talking about with the air fryer. It's like, yeah, everyone has an air fryer. That's the cool thing that we're doing. Or the KitchenAid mixer that you also never use or the Instapot or all the bento box things for lunch, but really your kid actually just gets hot lunch at school because you don't have time. And also that's fine. Just lean into the thing that works for you versus having a whole bunch of guilt and overcomplicating around the things that don't work for you. Totally. totally. And it's so similar in my world. And I think, you know, I see this Instagram a lot because they see it come up as like just this... I think it's this mental block of the only successful people in business have huge Instagram followings. And I know really successful people in business who do all of their marketing through network market, like network, networking events, not network marketing. That's different. Going to events like Mom 2.0 where we met and that's all they need to do. And it doesn't require that full online presence. And so I think it always comes back to really what is the end goal and what do you really want it to feel like? Yeah. And to your point, because I know this is something that you talk about a lot in the work that you do, if your end goal is to make money, you could just lean into the things that are making you money and skip a bunch of the things that you feel like they're kind of sexy components, but Mm -hmm. aren't actually bringing you any money. Yeah, totally. A thousand percent. And that's like, you know, I talk about staying close to the money a lot. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know I had some questions on our list that I feel that we have naturally covered, but digging in a little bit more, are there some challenges that you see people coming up against a lot, common themes that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. So I think along with just really identifying the why and all that, I think that there's also this arbitrary rule around how many hours that you should work. And so let's just say I have a client who is a full-time parent or primary caregiver. They do all the caregiving and they're also running a business, but somehow they're tasking themselves with 40 hours of work, but there's no room for 40 hours of work in their week, right? I think that the other common challenge for people and that I just see people facing when they are trying to grow their businesses and not do it all, right? So I just talked about how much time you have and overcommitting your time. And I think that alongside that, the other challenge is this feeling of just not really treating your business like a business. So what happens is that everything becomes a little bit loosey-goosey rather than thinking about it. Even if it's a small business, and even if it's only bringing in a few hundred dollars a month, right, you still want to think about it strategically and put those structures in place so that you have a system 
to keep your plate as clear as possible based on your goals and based on what you're creating. Yeah. So no matter what you're doing, you always want to treat the business as a business, no matter how big or small it is. It doesn't need to be Amazon to be a business. I think that happens a lot, too. I see that specifically with business owners and new business owners. Oh, it doesn't count because I don't have X, Y, Z. So I can imagine that exactly. it comes up in other industries other than my own. <laughs> yeah. And I also think in some ways, managing a house is like managing a business. Like I think yeah. there's some interesting parallels there. And even though it's not paid, unfortunately, and it's a lot of work and there's a lot of logistics to figure out. You do need to establish what your bare minimums are, what your capacity is. Like if you can't make lunch, you can't make lunch. And that's totally okay. Your kids are still going to be fine. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there's just a lot of realizing that we can use a lot of business practices and these strategic practices across the board and whatever we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Are there certain decluttering things that you see in businesses that pop up all the time? If someone is thinking to themselves right now, oh my gosh, this is me. Is there like one step that they could mm -hmm. take today to start decluttering their to-do list? Yeah. So I think the number one thing is just look at what you're doing that's duplicative, right? So if you're posting on all the social channels, try to go all in on one and really focus on that. If you are offering the same offer in six different ways and then you never really know which one to talk about, think about how you can streamline. I think yeah. we do double the work a lot. I also think the other kind of framing that you can think about is, are you spending time solving problems that you don't have yet. I, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. A lot of people are talking about things not being scalable. And I'm like, your business is not in scale mode right now, right? You're in early growth. That's exactly where you are. And that's exactly where you're supposed to be. There's no judgment in that. Mm -hmm. But if you start thinking about scale when you're trying to grow, you're going to get in the way of your growth and your ability to actually scale. Yeah. So, solve the problems you have. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me, I don't know if you've ever done kitchen work, but when someone is just, I love the phrase in the weeds. Oh, we, yeah. I feel like it can apply to anything from at home to in your business. Like when you're just in the weeds, you're in the weeds. But let's not get in the weeds with stuff that doesn't even matter. My husband's a chef. So I'm like, if he, started call, like if he starts calling orders for tomorrow's diners, they're going to be screwed. Yeah, 100%. And earlier you were, you were talking about the parallels with how this applies at home too. It got me thinking, I, w I was listening to something about like cleaning schedules recently and like all the things that we should do for our cleaning schedules. And my mind was just racing because suddenly I was like, wait a second, I am not doing a lot of that in that frequency. And I like to think I have a clean house. And then I had to kind of ground myself and remember, you know what? We're all doing the best we can. We're all doing what we have time for. And if someone's priority is to vacuum this often or dust this often or wipe down these things this often and I'm not able to get to it in the same frequency, that's okay. It's not a moral judgment. It just means that we're all doing the best we can. We totally, totally are. One thing that's interesting when it comes to business decluttering is actually, I know a lot of people who, I want to say they're more in like the woo world. Like yeah. A little bit more into that than as a business owner or in the, the industry in general. 
both, but okay. we have business coaches who are into a lot of more of the moon cycle practices and things that I think are really cool, but I don't know much about. Yeah. And in groups that I'm a part of, I've heard a lot of these people talk about when they are feeling stuck in their cash flow, the first thing they do is declutter their desk and declutter a room in their house. Yes. To make space for more money to come in. Now, I will be honest, I have not yet tried this, but I'll let you know. When I do. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Along those same lines, I'm in groups too that talk about that a lot too. It's like when you're in a rut, change something. And I follow a coach. She also says, shave something. Listen, I'm not saying women have to shave. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is change something. She's like, so if that's shave your legs, if that's shave your mustache, she's like, shave something. But also, if you don't like to shave body hair, then don't worry about it. (laughs) It's like move the energy. And I talk a lot with my clients about how sometimes in a room, the best thing that we can do is to start shifting the energy because things, there'll be corners of clutter that you just don't see over time. They start blending in. And when we get into a space and we're, you can't see my little jazz hands at home, but it's like a a hand, little jazzy butterfly (laughs) flutter situation. When we get that energy moving, then changes can happen. But I can see that being the same in business. You just got to start shifting around something. Right. So that things start to shift. Totally. Oh, I love it. This episode is brought to you by The Club, our private community. This is where you can go to ask a thousand decluttering and organizing questions in a judgment-free, inclusive space where people get it. I'm in there to help you along the way, and we're all cheering each other on. You get weekly tips and prompts, accountability, and all the support you need to move forward, all at a low monthly price with no commitment. Learn more at tidyrevival.com. Okay, we've talked about getting started. We've talked about what you do. Please tell us about your freebie, Stay Close to the Money, which when I was looking at, I was like, that sounds great. I want that too. (laughs) I love it. So Stay Close to the Money is a freebie that I'm super excited to share. It is all about 37 quick and easy things you can do that are the work that is closest to the money, the closest to actually making a sale, bringing in a new client, connecting with someone new, any of the things. When I talk about business decluttering, a lot of times when I ask, like, why are you doing this? And when I'm starting to evaluate where people are spending their time, what I started to observe was like, people are really spending a lot of time on things that are many steps away from actually making a sale, which is counterintuitive to what they typically say they want. So they're like, I really want to sell more. I'm going to spend the day organizing my asana. And I'm like, okay, that's far from the money. And so this is a super quick and easy guide to stay closer to the money. When you're having that moment where you're like, I have 30 minutes and I don't really know what to do with my 30 minutes, but I do want to do something productive or needle moving for my business. You can just open up the guide and pick one and it will point you in the right direction. I think that's fantastic. And I think that it's really important to have those resources. And this won't have a parallel to home organization, but for the business owners out there, I think it's really great to have these resources where you can look at it quickly and just say, okay, what is going to move that needle towards getting me closer to that financial goal that I have? I know that there's a lot of low-hanging fruit that can be overlooked a lot of times. 
where, you know, hey, instead of planning out social for the whole month, maybe we are texting prior clients that we already have relationships with because we know it's 70% more likely to re-sign an older client than a new one. And just things like that that can be really helpful. I know there might be some clients of mine being like, hey, wait a second, sometimes you text me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Hi, I care. (laughs) This is me trying to stay in business, guys. Uh (laughs) It's both and, right? Yes. Both and, like you care. I'm sure all your clients are wonderful and amazing, but I'm sure you're not texting the one client who was maybe one day not, or theoretically. Facts. (laughs) Okay, Renchi. Final thoughts for folks out there. What is the thing that you want them to leave with? You don't need to do it all. I am, I, I would say my house is pretty decluttered and there is a parallel here that I'm going to stick with. But I'm also the person whose closet gets to a state of total disarray. And then I have to spend like a full afternoon like getting it back in order, right? You don't need to spend that full afternoon on your business. Just as you're going through things, like before you actually start doing a task, just take that minute to just be like, wait, why? Why am I doing this? What is the impact of this? And is there something else that I could be doing with this time that would be more impactful? I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. And of course, before I let you go, where can folks find you? You can find me on Instagram. You can find me at my website. I'm not going to spell them out because I'm assuming you'll link them in the show notes. 100%. They're <laughs> queued up and ready to go. <laughs> and make sure that you download my freebie, Stay Close to the Money. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Oh, yes. I am absolutely going to download that as soon as we get off our call today. It will be linked in the show notes as well. Follow Frenchie. She's a lot of fun. Her email list is awesome. And if you're looking for business strategy tips, be sure to sign up immediately because it's really fun, but also very impactful. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Frenchie. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about the work I do with people one-on-one or more about our private community, The Club, where you can also get weekly tips, prompts, accountability, and ask me unlimited questions, head to tidyrevival.com to get all the info you need. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. We would also love to hear from you. If you have takeaways to share, tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, or DM us anytime. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Harley Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song Maverick is by Dresden the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.